0: Did you see that? Moving below the surface of the lake. The V-shaped ripples getting larger and larger until white caps break into waves. Better swim fast or the beasts may swallow you up. Because this is Lake Monsters. This is pseudophiles.
1: you like
2: that? I'm going to like angrily grab the mic.
0: You do it. You have to like power stance it. You give love a bad
1: name. You give love a bad name. name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was beautiful. We should do that at karaoke. We should. That would be a fun Uh, one. Sydney, give me a testing.
2: Here I am. Test, test. This is how I'm going to talk for okay, the rest of gonna the time. Mute. We're going to mute Sydney. All right. <laughs> Sydney's going to go upstairs okay. and play Skyrim then.
0: I am going to go pee.
2: Torrance, how was your week?
3: Long. Mm. Long and hard.
2: <laughs> and <Just> throbbing.
3: Like... <laughs> Let's talk about Ben.
2: God, Ben. He's such a. D-
3: what a. Hitler youth <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> if only he had blue eyes then I could really make fun of him for being Aryan race but
3: yeah
2: is he singing you give love a bad name while he's pissing <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's probably dancing while he's doing it and having a real hard time aiming
2: <laughs> and Kate goes in there god damn it Ben again
3: <laughs> stop singing while you pee
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it just gets everywhere <laughs>
3: One time, I you know, at the end of my business, I. End of your business. Well, for Sydney, when a man is done peeing, <laughs> you have to give it a shake to shake it uh-huh. yeah, yeah, off. Okay. Uh, That's actually that.
0: what Taylor Swift's song "Shake It Off" is about. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense, it Shake it
3: off. Yeah. I uh, I was a little too vigorous. Mm-hmm. Some vigorous shaking. With your and I got pee in my eye.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: That's that's honestly <laughs> impressive.
0: <laughs> Not many people can can say that.
3: Mm, I, we probably shouldn't open with that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we're closing. Well, with you that. are editing.
0: That's true. Uh, yeah. So. Okay, I need to bring up my notes here because I took some notes. Actually, I'm prepared, you guys.
3: I got it all up here, and if I weren't lazy, I would point my at phone. my head.
0: I mean, you look like you have a nice blanket.
3: I'm very cozy right now. Yeah, it looks like it. If I start snoring on the podcast, just kick me. So how is? I know you guys already asked each other,
0: but how was your weeks? Long and hard. <laughs> Not your penis, Torrance. <laughs> well,
3: I I will have just said hard. <laughs>
2: Well, my week... <laughs> Sorry, I'm
0: crossing my legs. <laughs> Anyways, my week moving on.
2: has been okay so far. I don't have a normal weekend like yeah. everybody else. My weekend is Monday and Tuesday, so... That's the life. People ask me, how's your weekend? And I'm like, well, it hasn't started yet, but
0: I'm getting there. Yeah, well, I didn't ask how your weekend was. I said, how's your week?
3: Oh, well, it's been a weekend. So anyway, lake monsters. <laughs> <laughs> we all are
0: aware of... Nessie, I feel like that's what always comes to mind when you think of lake monsters. Nessie is the first one. Okay, I, I was thinking about this the other. I mean, this wasn't what I researched today, so I don't have a lot of Nessie knowledge, other than the document Nessie, <laughs> Nessie knowledge, other than the documentaries I've seen in the past. But was Nessie particularly violent?
3: Uh, there are stories of it. Like the, one of the most famous stories is uh, I think it was a doctor driving home. Mm-hmm. And in his headlights, caught a creature crossing the road, heading into the lake with, I believe, a lamb or a sheep in its mouth.
0: Okay, well, animal. I mean, it's got to eat, right? It's, might be a carnivore.
3: Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I think it's carnivorous, yeah, but I it's think, not
0: particularly malicious, though, right?
3: I
2: think that's how I've uh, understood it to be over the years. Um, like, it's not necessarily a violent creature towards okay. humans. That it's just like a like from my not very vast knowledge of it. Um, I mean, it's kind of a beloved creature, uh, especially uh, the town that is surrounding Loch Ness or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also just like the creature itself is like a very beloved figure of like Scotland and Mm -hmm. and the surrounding areas. So I don't feel like it's supposed to be like this horrible creature.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because it never struck me as like a creature that's out to kill people. It's just kind of like you stumble upon it and yeah it's cool, it know. almost
2: seems like godzilla-esque where it's like mm-hmm. um although everyone knows godzilla is not real in japan it's not like what? A what? thing. <laughs> but it's like where it can cause destruction or mayhem but it mm-hmm. also is kind of like a good guy
0: that's true and go- did you guys ever watch the cartoons i think we've but talked about this on the yeah, podcast we have but did you remember godzuki does anybody remember uh-uh. godzuki no. okay never mind
3: well, tell us what you. I, can't I, I can't. I
0: can't. It was a cartoon. It was Godzilla and Godzuki. and It was like the miniature Godzilla. Was that... it like the scrappy? What? Do <laughs> of... yeah,
2: scrappy. I was exactly. I was exactly what I was going to say. It was <laughs> like
0: kinda, except showed up more in the show. Like this, the show was centered around the kids and Godzuki, and then they would summon Godzilla from time to time. So
3: did it? Ha- was it like a? Did it have a silly voice? Is this and like catchphrases? Is this
0: like a Mandela effect thing that I have? right? No, it is real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this, this real? I existed. cannot remember. Okay, it is real. Anyways, that doesn't matter though.
3: Now, uh, speaking of going back to it, not really being a violent creature or a threat against humanity, it kind of feels like any of the, uh, well, maybe not any of the cryptids. Like chupacabra is supposed to be violent, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be scared of it, but like, I'm thinking of like Sasquatch, mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It's something that everybody wants to go find, and there it's you're not supposed to be scared of it necessarily. Yeah, which I'm looking forward to a Bigfoot episode. That's why yeah.
2: I liked the newest Godzilla movie that came with out with Brian well, Cranston, where yeah. Brian Cranston
0: was heavily advertised, and he was only in and it for like yeah, the he <laughs> died small in the portion. first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I actually I really liked that movie because it was a throwback to the original. First of all, in the way Godzilla looked, because the Matthew Broderick movie mm-hmm. it was horrible, like. It was, like, Godzilla was a villain. It was just this, like, it was a, this this dinosaur that came and, like, wreaked havoc on the city, and it was, like, this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the old movies, it, like, I used to own a, own a bunch of Godzilla movies on VHS when I was really little. And in the old movies, it was always Godzilla versus Mothra, or mm-hmm. Godzilla versus whatever this is. And it was always, like, yeah, Godzilla would come in and fight this giant creature, and... It would cause havoc and there would be casualties and collateral damage and stuff. But mm-hmm. Godzilla was the one that was coming in to fight against these creatures. And then he mm-hmm. would go back into the ocean and you wouldn't hear from him again for decades. And so that's that was what I loved about this newest movie. I also saw it in IMAX. So that helped Ooh, with yeah. the, that. the experience was incredible. But like he looked like old Godzilla. And it was the old Godzilla story of him coming in to... Or, or she, mm-hmm. whatever it is, coming in to save uh, the city from this terror that was this, like, giant cricket monster.
3: <laughs> I have a controversial... Con- th- hmm.
2: Yes, controversial opinion. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I, as shitty as the 90s Broderick version was, I prefer the look of that Godzilla to the original one. Oh, I don't. The original one just looks like a really buff turd. <laughs> <laughs> it's they, It's... It was sleeker, it looked more lizard and dragon like, uh, the the Matthew Broderick one. The movie sucked and the story was yeah. really mm-hmm. dumb, but I like I like the way it looked. I want to have a mixture of the two. I mean,
2: I can kinda see that, but I I guess it was just a nostalgic thing for me. Yeah. Because in the newest movie well, the newest there have been other like foreign Godzilla movies made since then, but the newest like American film. Godzilla was like it was definitely the way it looked a throwback to the original films but it did look like CGI and everything helped it look more Mm -hmm. modern and stuff and I I think it still looked lizard-like and Godzilla-like and everything it was just like the way it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. for me
0: so guys I have some news that I would like to share so I don't know if you guys have read this recently this is some flat earth news oh the always welcome that always so B.O.B. Started a GoFundMe page. The rapper? The rapper, B.O.B. So he's a, f- a flat earther, oh, as we all know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can he we always pretend been, that airplane's okay. in the night? That's exactly night. Yeah. Yep. I
2: like shooting. Well, that's Haley Williams. With B.O.B. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep.
0: And uh, so he started a GoFundMe page, and it's called Show B.O.B. the Curve. He wants to send satellites into space to see the curve There's of the Earth. Already His satellites. goal is $1 million. This
2: has already happened.
0: B. This B. is B. happening right currently but he we have Go- satellites in space oh already. absolutely B-O-B. but he wants to send them himself oh my and God. he wants to see it himself
3: wait is it really only cost a million dollars to send a satellite into space
0: you know i don't know if he really did the research to be honest <laughs> uh, well <laughs> <laughs> obviously he's he's missing some things if he's gonna send the satellite into space which we already have to see the curve oh, of the Earth. and gosh. here's so on the GoFundMe page people have commented he's already raised over two thousand dollars so far and it just came out today i think or maybe earlier yesterday is yesterday or today. But, uh, so people have been commenting on this thing and my favorite comment so far is, um, from a, a-, a- Doshi is her name. Mm-hmm. It says, bro, I am totally with you on this. We cannot trust anything but our senses. The technology you're using will make it appear that the Earth is round because of the curvature of the lenses mounted on your satellite. The only way to find out if Earth is in fact flat is by going to outer space yourself and ejecting yourself from the spacecraft. <laughs> because, the, because the window glass would also have a slight curvature, making the Earth look round. When you when you have to get out of then you have to get out of your spacesuit because the glass of your spacesuit will curve the appearance <laughs> of the Earth. So Anki you. Then you will be able to see that the Earth
3: is, in fact, flat. <laughs> wow. I that has that to be somebody trolling though. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. I really <laughs> hope that was a troll. It absolutely is. Okay, here, here's my question, though. <laughs> Say he's successful with this. He gets that satellite image. Okay. He has all these flat earthers that are, you know, that believe... He's, like, on their side. Yeah. If he launches this and he's like, oh, shit, it is round, and he comes out and is like, hey, guys, it is round. Yeah. Does... Is... All those other flat earthers going to be like, oh, he's in on it too. Yeah, like oh, they just yeah. won't.
2: They got b- him. Yeah. They got to him. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think. I think honestly, nothing's going to change a lot of people's minds, <laughs> no matter what. What happens?
3: I weirdly am not surprised that that exists. And I, <laughs> I kind of love that it exists. Like that, just I know. It's a sort of the. I think what Sydney has said before, like the you know, rebel flag on the backs of pickup trucks. That just lets you know who to avoid. Yeah. It's just an easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like,
2: oh, no, I don't need to associate with you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me know yeah. right off the bat. But it's I always fun it. to go look
0: at their posts. Just, you know, just have a good time. That's, <laughs> what I, that's, what, that's how I treat flat earthers. Yeah. Go read their posts. Just uh, have a laugh. Mm. I like that. I do too. That's my fave. So that was, that was my other news for this week.
3: I like that. We should probably check in with him later yeah i'm curious to see how that's gonna go
0: (laughs) (laughs) honestly part of me hopes he raises the money so he can find out for himself and then they just lose one more advocate for flattering
3: (laughs) i hope he feels like a dumbass (laughs) he's like damn it makes sense
2: i just wish i could understand the mentality of
3: (sighs) it's like the mentality of wanting wanting to be smart right what i mean like uh like, I'm so smart that I can see through all NASA's yeah. Oh, bullshit. like
2: needing to be special. Right, like, yeah. Um Well, I mean, there are many ways to achieve special, like being special. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it's just this, it's so crazy to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't trust everything the government says, and I never will, but the fact that the Earth is round... Like let's just look at the moon, shall we? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can or see,
3: anyone that's flown a plane around a, the world. Yeah,
2: like any any anything, any evidence from mm-hmm. the last century or more shows us that the Earth is yeah, round. I, and these people that like, you know, that are Christians who believe that the Earth is flat, and it's like, uh, can you like look at anything <laughs> like like in the Bible? It says, is it this, more?
0: Is it, it more that it's a, it's the center of the universe type thing? The,
2: like a uh, geocentric, yeah. like I'm special, like we're the only ones, right. like the universe revolves around us, exactly. of course. And yeah. yeah, I think it's just like that mentality of way back in the day. Um, but I mean, you know, it's like it, even in the Bible, it, there's a verse that says the sphere of the earth, mm-hmm. like around the sphere of the earth or something like that. So if, if you're a Christian and you're like backing that kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is, I feel like a belief that a lot of like alt-right people would... Be behind, which actually most alt-right people that I know are flat earthers.
3: Really? Really?
2: Yeah. That's (laughs) that's weird. It's a, it's a, they're just, they contradict themselves constantly. I think
0: the flat earth thing is just people want to, those are the people that think everything's a conspiracy in my mind. Like the government's out to get you, you know. Also anti-vaxxers and things like that. Like everything is, you know, is institutionalized to ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Should we change the subject of this podcast to <laughs> this episode? Oh, to anyway.
0: Play. No, that's just, that's just our,
3: uh,
2: I our update. I don't flat know earth how update. we got off on that. Oh, yeah, because you updated yep. the yeah the news. We need
3: to have like a like a musical cue for whenever it's Flat Earth News. <laughs> 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 we
0: should. And <laughs> Flat Earth News today.
2: Yeah. Um. So... Um, we were talking a little bit about Nessie earlier. Yep. Is there?
0: Because this week we're talking about lake monsters.
2: Yeah. Um, is there anything else that, did you guys do a lot of research into Nessie? I didn't. I did more. Not Nessie North American lake monsters. I, that was
3: where I, my jumping off point was. I started from mm-hmm. that and, and looked at other things. See,
0: when I think of lake monsters, I feel like most people, are, maybe this is just me assuming too much, but I feel like most people already know a lot about Nessie. Because it's the most documented or the most I think a lot of people prevalent lake monster.
3: are. It's one of the most the things that we're most aware of, but mm-hmm. people might not know the history of it necessarily. Yeah,
2: I definitely don't. It is something that I've been aware mm-hmm. of my my whole life, but sure. as far as knowing the history of it, I really don't.
0: And I think it's even more fascinating that lake monsters are depicted all over the world. Like it's Loch Ness is just one
3: of the yeah. very, one of the very few. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah something I want to talk about later, why that's a kind of a mm-hmm. universal thing. That
2: was That is what I was wanting to talk about yeah. as well, but we'll get into that.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Nessie, if you somehow don't know, uh, named after the Loch Ness, uh, the monster in Loch Ness, mm-hmm. which I believe a Loch is actually different from a lake. Uh, I think there's a slight technical difference. Um, I that thought or- it was just the... Uh, Scottish
2: Scottish versus American
0: Yeah, this it's, is the Scottish Gaelic and Scots word okay.
2: for
3: lake. I thought there was a difference, but uh, anyway, that's why it's named That's mm-hmm. It's in Scotland. Um, and I didn't realize that uh, we have like the most famous photograph of supposedly the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. The silhouette. Yeah, which probably most people, if you type in Loch Ness Monster in Google Images, that's going to be the first thing that pops oh, yeah. up is that yeah. grainy black and white photograph mm-hmm. um, which some people have said it's a hoax like what some people have just set out to recreate it with just like a little floating thing it looks like the exact same mm-hmm. I think the main theory is that it's just a grainy <coughs> footage mm-hmm. of a dog coming up out of the water with a stick in its mouth
0: a dog coming out of the water Yeah, it's
3: a dog's head with a stick in its mouth I but thought
0: it was I thought that the guy who took the photo <laughs> because you in the photo you can't tell if with the perspective you can't tell the size right. of the perspective yeah, exactly. it looks like it could be super tiny it looks like it could be huge yeah. you can't really tell but i thought um, i feel like i read this in a documentary and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i thought the guy who took the photo on his deathbed confessed to that being a cut out that he had just put in the water
3: i i feel like that was what was said but i don't i think that's apocryphal i'm not really sure if that's yeah if there's I mean Solid we can never confirm
0: that I don't think I don't think it was recorded saying that. Right, th- exactly.
3: Yeah. Um but was so that's I think where a lot of people think that's where the myth started. Um it goes yeah. it goes back further. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about uh, a doctor supposedly seeing this uh creature cross the road in front of him. He described it as uh you know, large body, long neck, long tail. Yeah. Uh, I believe it had f- flippers. It looked kind of like a, uh was it, a plesiosaur? Or, you know, the...
2: Brontosaurus is what it looks like to me.
3: Right, but it's the water version, basically, mm-hmm. of that, where it has mm-hmm. flippers instead of legs. hmm um, There was that. And before that, even, it actually, the earliest known uh, uh, recorded, and I'm saying that with quotations around it, uh, mm-hmm. instance of... The Loch Ness monster goes back to eighty uh, five hundred something. Okay, like way back. Um, anyway, so it was in five hundred C.E. because uh, nobody uses A.D. anymore. Okay. Also, it bothers me whenever people say you know two thousand A.D. because that it, it's A.D. goes before the number. Mm-hmm. It's the year of our Lord can, number. Isn't
0: that the same? So explain this to me. We can cut all this out. This is mostly for my curiosity. Sure. So when you say like circa 2000, that's the same
3: as AD? No, that means around. Oh, that's just around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, So anyway, it was 500 years after the advent of Christ. Uh, There is this uh, recorded thing about uh, um, some men trying to cross the lake or were swimming in the lake, and they saw a great beast, water beast, uh, come and attack one of the men they tried Mm -hmm. to bring the man into the boat but he was already dead and uh so they got back to shore and later the monster came out towards them and one of the men in the group uh Mm -hmm. signed the sign of the cross at it and said commanded it to leave and to not harm anyone and it turned around and left Mm -hmm. so i mean obviously it's sort of a mythological uh story but the idea was there already of this monster in loch ness Mm-hmm. So it goes way back, and uh, there have been rumors about it. And wh- I think whenever that doctor first said that he saw it cross his path, and he wrote a letter to somebody, and it kind of went around and went to a newspaper. It started to draw people to the lake. Like it, had, it was a very small town there next mm-hmm. to the lake, and so tourists started to come because mm-hmm. they were curious about it, and started to be you know good business for. For the town,
0: it was an economical ploy, is what you're telling me.
3: Yeah, which I think whenever we get into, it, I think that's going to be the case with almost all of these uh, lake monsters. Yeah,
2: I think that's, I think that's the case with uh, a lot of things like that. I mean, like you know, you have your Bigfoots uh, or Big Feet, is it? There are <laughs> there multiple is Big, big foots. Foot. Proud
0: Feet, <laughs> <Bob>. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or no,
2: any. Any kind of legend like that, I feel like that, a, especially if a small town is perpetuating such a legend, mm-hmm. um, then it kind of becomes just uh, mm-hmm. like a tourism. It's kind of like the haunted
0: boy. hotel thing. Like, my hotel's haunted, so come stay. Yeah. yeah, yes. Yes. Like I mean
2: Yeah, like the the Crescent and Eureka Springs. I'm yeah. sure that they don't... Uh,
0: but given it is kind of freaky.
2: I mean, the Crescent is kind of freaky. I love yeah. that you guys got married there. Yeah cuz I loved spending the night there and, and uh Hannah and I ghost hunted until oh, about you? 4 in the morning. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, we were trying to catch things on video and like running up and down the stairs and like and I uh, didn't I didn't believe I didn't believe it sure at guests all but it was still a lot of fun. <laughs> we were being quiet. We ran into some teenagers. Uh, okay. They were also the ghost halls. hunting. Yeah, they, were did ghost they join you? Did They no. have a
3: dog with them or
2: okay. <laughs> uh, you wait. You kids need to uh, Was there kids a montage your-
3: where they're running in between rooms like- in a hallway? <laughs> <laughs> meddling
2: kids and your talking dog. <laughs> But uh, I feel like anything like that, it's, like, even if the, like, say, even if the owners of the Crescent don't, like, go out and say, come visit our haunted hotel. Like, they're uh-huh. not exactly going to, like, tell people not to right. perpetuate those uh, things. Yeah, I mean, they have... Or uh, those rumors. They
0: have seances and stuff there that you can sign up for. Really? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. They have, oh, wait,
2: I think they did have a ghost tour, Ooh, from yeah. what I remember. Um, yeah. I mean, I was... I was I'd had several drinks by the point we made it up to the fourth floor uh-huh. which is where our room was and the bar was. Sure. But I remember there being like a like a ghost tour you could mm-hmm. take.
0: I went on the ghost tour where the Shining was filmed in uh in Colorado. Colorado? Yeah.
3: yeah, I've been there.
0: Estes Park and it was really cool. I you have to pay to take the tour, but I just I snuck in. And nice. I just you went, did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben, and it was awesome.
3: Do we need to censor that? I mean, I don't want you to get in trouble. Nah, that, was like, hunt him down. that
0: was like six years ago, so I don't think they can get me for that anymore.
3: That uh, hotel is crazy. I, r- I didn't go in it, but I drove past it once whenever we were visiting Estes Park. It's yeah. so cool.
0: But the whole point was that to say that, you know, a lot of towns, a lot of hotels will use stuff like this as gimmicks to yeah, get people to I mean, show it's, up. It's money, Not, You know, I mean,. And part of me wants to believe that Nessie could be out there somewhere. So yeah. I don't want to completely shit on people's dreams that that's I possible.
2: Think, um, I think Amber and Hunter, who are a married couple, friend of ours, and actually Amber is going to be on the podcast uh, whoop whoop. here pretty soon to talk Yay. about Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's something you guys can look forward to, and mm-hmm. it's something we're definitely looking forward to. But anyway, they were uh, they spent a year; uh, she was studying abroad in England, getting her masters, and they took a. Uh, like, uh, their last week there, they went up to Scotland. hmm And I actually talked about... Uh, what what were we talking about on an episode that she was talking... Like, I said... In Scotland? Uh, yeah, I said...
3: Was it Stonehenge? Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, w- I told, like... I kind of, like, retold her experience of, like, the Stonehenge mm-hmm. Museum. Or Museum. The shout Museum. Out, shout out, Amber. <laughs> 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 but they also... I think they also went out on the... Loch Ness mm-hmm. oh yeah and uh she said that the guy that was like driving the boat was just like this real like Debbie Downer guy <laughs> or he would like I guess he would like point at something and be like so over here you have blah blah blah," and then he would start talking about how his dog had been missing for a while oh <laughs> my god
0: <laughs> oh. here's this rock it kind of it kind of looks like him <laughs> yeah
2: but it was like just every experience they had up there was
0: like really weird <laughs> honestly i would love that tour guide i would would eat everything he said he was just sad about his dog his wife had died or something it was like
2: it was like it was a funny thing listening to them tell it
3: today i feel like you would have that face that you get when you're trying not to laugh whenever something horrible is happening (laughs) it is sort of a it's a gimmicky tourist thing I think there's also like a weird like especially for a small town like a weird local mm-hmm. pride to have like this is our thing like we have our own yeah. legend like this is cool for us mm-hmm. and it is kind of cool like there's the the Lake Champlain uh monster uh champ? called champ that's uh I think the local baseball team is called the sea monster the lake monsters that's awesome and why not the their, champs well their mascot is called champ okay <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like missed opportunity people <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, it's just it's something fun. We have talked about like we've all had hometown things. It's mm-hmm. they're just fun to talk about. I think. Yeah. yeah. So
0: before we get into uh, the go to the United States and talk about some of those lake monsters, I have one in Russia that I've been doing some extensive research on. That is a lot of fun. So we've talked about Nessie being kind of like not really malicious, just kind of a uh, an icon of Loch Ness. Yeah. Well. This is completely different. This is called the Brosno Dragon, and Ooh. A.K.A. brosnia. I might be completely messing up that pronunciation, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you have to roll this. your R. Bros. But so this this lake really isn't around much. It's kind of in the middle of nothing in western Russia. It's near um, Andreapol in west Russia, and the lake and Brosno Dragon is what this is called or Brosnia. It's uh, described as a dinosaur. Or a dragon-like serpent, but the, okay. So a unique thing about this cryptid is that, unlike a l- any really, it's has it's bioluminescent, so it also kind of glows a little bit, mm-hmm. is from what the stories have have said. But the weirdest thing about this one is that it has said to have a giant head, that it has eaten islands. It has a one ta- and one uh, one witness account or several witness accounts that it had eaten a uh, Nazi German airplane during oh. World War Two, Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah, so... It, Wait, so this is this big in a lake yeah. that is, as described by you, as a lake that's not around much, which I don't oh, did know... did I say it,
0: not around much? That's
2: Not around much things. Yeah, like, it's
0: not, oh, it, yeah, okay. I thought you are like, lake just
3: it comes <laughs> and goes.
0: <laughs> no, no, like, it doesn't not, come
2: around very often. No, that, it's kind of like torrents. <laughs>
0: Like there's not there's not much nearby. Like it's okay. It's it's pretty sparse. Maybe I should have said it that way. It's kind of sparse around the lake.
3: I was so confused by what okay. that meant. Okay, okay. I thought you were trying to say it was a very small lake. This lake no, is no, a, little no. it it's a little reclusive. It likes to keep to itself. <laughs> but still, the yeah. fact that it can, I say fact, if it can snatch an airplane out of the sky, like how long is it? Can it? Is okay, it,
0: so. Let me give you a little bit of the history and then we can get into the kind of more outlandish things like that. So the lore is that the Brosno dragon was first encountered by the Mongol army in the 13th century. Um, so that was under the reign of Batu Khan, which was uh, Genghis Khan's grandson. Oh, okay. And uh, so they, he stopped the troops near Lake Brosno in Russia and uh, to let the horses drink from the lake. Well, the, apparently the horses went down to the lake and then the dragon emerged from the surface of the lake and ate a lot of soldiers and a lot of horses. Mm. So that was the first encounter of the
3: Brosno dragon.
0: Now, okay, so something unique about this lake is that there are some saltwater fish in it, even though it's not near really anything.
3: Is it a salty lake?
0: Um, no, that's the, that's the weird thing. Like, there's some, some aquatic life in there that doesn't make a lot of sense, and so they don't really know where huh. they're coming from. But uh, one of the main, f- like, uh, species of fish that is in the lake is pike. And I don't know if you've seen Pike before, but yeah. they're, they're pretty freaking I've scary. H- I've
3: fished them in video games, yes. Yeah, they're pretty freaking
0: scary <laughs> fish. <laughs> so you basically fished in real life, is yeah. what you're telling me.
2: I can, I've, I can say I've been to New York City because of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <I know, laughs> exactly. I know that city like the back of my hand. Yeah. What I
0: mean exactly to say where is you do know going. what it looks like. Sure. Like, they have teeth. They're big. They're pretty scary. Okay. And so as the, the description of the Rosno Dragon fits what a giant Pike would look like. So, some have ventured to say that it is just like an ancient pike Mm. that lives in the lake. Some people think, like, the people who are trying to make sense of it, locals will say that it was a, uh, it was like a a group of boar or elk crossing the lake that were mistaken, which I think is kind of crazy. Why would that be mistaken for a giant dragon? Yeah. I don't know. And my favorite one, though, is that people have mistake. people claim that it could just be a mutant beaver. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I love how they just—they just went right there. It's, could be, you know, it could be all these things, or it could just be a mutant beaver. <laughs> yeah. So, so the legend I was talking about uh, earlier. So, another one was so the Varangians, which were a name given to the Vikings by the Greeks and the East Slavs. Um, so they, at one point, according to lore, wanted to hide their treasure in Brasno Lake. And uh, so they approached a small island in the middle of the lake, and as the, as they landed, they they and the island were eaten up by the dragon.
3: Mm. How would people know that if they all got eaten? <laughs> it's a good
0: maybe people, some people survived that weren't that hadn't landed yet. I don't know
3: poking holes in this <laughs> torrents you ruined everything <laughs> torrents i just See like the idea I, I never came across one in the lake monster thing that mm-hmm. ate islands right i did some research just because it was related to sea monsters and there's a lot of that sort of thing in mm-hmm. sea monster lore and uh one thing that you said uh you asked like how could they mistake a bunch of uh, what was it? Elk. Elk, elk yeah. crossing. I almost said meese, which <laughs> isn't even, <Meese. laughs> that's not even the plural of moose. A bunch of <laughs> meese. Uh, like, how could they mistake that? And You think about, like, all the weird-ass superstitions that, like, sailors had, mm-hmm. that they thought manatees were, like, hot ladyfish, you know, mm-hmm. that's where mermaids came from, or yeah. the idea was. I don't know. Maybe there's just something about being out on the water by mm-hmm. ourselves. You just start to go crazy. And although yeah. it's a lake, it's not a sea, so I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're stupid.
0: Yeah, and it's not real. It's a it's a decent sized lake, but it's not particularly giant. Like if you looked at it on a map, there's so many lakes around it that it kind of get lo- it gets lost. If you didn't know that's what the lake was, that you didn't know that was Brosno Lake,
3: then you wouldn't have known. I know? wonder if you can see the other side. You don't see, see across the lake. I, I'm just trying to get an idea of how I large it is. I think you it can. Is.
0: It's kind of like, um, if you can imagine, a, uh kind of it kinda shaped like a fidget spinner. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best description I have of it. It kind of has like three
3: skinny oh, sides I know, to I it, know yeah. what okay. a fidget spinner looks like. I played one in a video game. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you played gosh. with a fidget <laughs> spinner in a video <laughs> game? I like that. Uh, I like a, having a scary like monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I want. I wanted a scary one. I kept finding like mm-hmm. these, and they give them all cutesy names like Champ and Nessie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Champ and Nessie.
0: Yeah, this is the Brasno Dragon, and it is the only one that I could find that was really malicious like that. It would just eat the sh- eat, eat everything, the sh- <laughs> eat the shit. shit out of it, <laughs> eat the shit out of everything. Yeah, so that's the Brasno Dragon. It's fascinating. Yeah. And
2: how far back does that legend go?
0: This goes back to the 13th century. The, I mean, the Quite a ways there was some lore that could have predated that, but that's the farthest one that was documented.
3: Is there, like, you know, with Loch Ness, they still have people uh, looking and mm-hmm. searching for it and doing expeditions. I remember seeing, like, a PBS special. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it might have been through the BBC, where they were, like, they had a... Uh, they were just basically trolling the the lake, and they had mm-hmm. a camera underneath just... And uh, whoever that deep fish finder thing is mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i'm no talking, sh- about. Know talking about okay the depth finder, yeah. yeah and uh just trying to find images of it and they keep finding things that could be evidence of it or mm-hmm. you know we saw this it could have been a like a massive out like one time they f- photographed this or they got an image scan of a uh huge Then you put your photo away <laughs>
2: Well, sorry, I was texting Amber to make sure I wasn't crazy when I was remembering that someone was telling me about their tour of Loch Ness, (laughs) because I was afraid that I had just imagined that, and I didn't actually have that conversation, so I texted her, and uh, she was like, yeah, the Highlands tour guy was depressing, and one of the places we went was Loch Ness, and he kept talking about his dog that died three years ago, and then in quotes she put, Maggie was a good weed dog. (laughs)
3: Oh, God, the dog, I thought the dog had just <laughs> died. And
2: then she said, and then at the end, he played a song for his dog.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's precious. I'm so sad for this man. Yeah. And you're just laughing at <laughs> I'm him. I'm sorry,
2: it's just so... I mean, imagine thinking you're going to get a tour of, like, the Highlands and Loch Ness, and, and then this guy's just, like, singing a song about his dead dog. Oh my God, it,
3: that sounds like a <laughs> like a was he Monty crying? Python sketch. <laughs> it right?
2: does, that's why it's so funny. It does. I mean... <laughs>
1: oh
2: my gosh all right i'm not crazy i do remember
3: that oh i do remember i was gonna say there in one of these documentaries uh or one of these expeditions they found a an imaging with this this sonar uh, equipment they were using of a very large mass that was like kind of following behind them Mm -hmm. like huge Mm -hmm. and they didn't have any explanation for it they said it might have been just a a mass of algae or something that was caught in the wake of the boat that was uh, just following it, but it was pretty deep. Mm -hmm. So there's all these little tiny evidence, like quote-unquote evidence, just very Mm -hmm. circumstantial things that people point to, with something like, and that's kind of what keeps it alive with the Brosno dragon. Is it, uh, did you come across anything where like people still think they find evidence of it? Oh yeah, people still
0: today Mm -hmm. think that they find evidence of it, and there are some explanations. Um, There's a specific type of, of gas that could be seen, un- like that rises from the lake on occasion that could be mistaken as a dragon if it's thick enough. Swamp
3: gas. That Gas yeah. always seems to be the explanation that the government gives. Like, no, it wasn't aliens. <laughs> he saw swamp gas. Yeah, yeah. Or a weather balloon. a weather balloon, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> but the thing about Loch Ness, though, is that uh, it is a really murky lake. So they, like even yeah. sonar equipment can't accurately uh, map it just because of how thick the water is of gunk. Uh, algae, I think, is what some kind of algae that it has. Probably, <laughs>
3: that's how many times we're like, "Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds, ra- that sounds
0: fairly accurate." But for the Brasno dragon, they still s- have sightings, but I don't think that
3: uh, I don't think it's really something people go
0: specifically to see but I mean, because of the history of it it's so violent you
3: know? yeah i wouldn't that wouldn't be one that i'd be real eager to <laughs> exactly. meet face to face
0: exactly it can eat if an they, island if it it eat a eat nazi a... airplane like holy cow
3: <clears throat> that's like these other all these other ones that we've come or read about or that we're going to talk about these lake monsters they're all like there's some element of plausibility to it like mm-hmm. this might be you know one of the last of, like, a descendant of some dinosaur, you know, like, the plesiosaur. I keep mm-hmm. saying plesiosaur. Can you look up what a plesiosaur looks like? I just want to make sure I'm thinking of the right one. Yeah, I'll do it. And uh, they think it's, like, an actual... like, the, And also, the, in, uh, in Loch Ness, whenever uh, the people yes, were... Yes, you're thinking correctly. It is okay. a plesiosaur. Whenever they sh- you know, there was a lot of hype about there being uh, this monster in the lake... The police were instructed to, if they ever came across it, to not shoot it as mm-hmm. sort of a... Because they they're like, if this is a new creature, you know, we got to yeah. save it, you know, we got to preserve it. Mm-hmm. So these all th- all have like this element of like, oh, we might have found a new creature. Yeah. This yeah. Brosno dragon thing just sounds like this mythic, you know, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's a real thing. Yeah, or it that...
0: It actually sounds like a monster. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good time to take a quick break and then we can get back into it.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I hate that song now because I work (laughs) at a coffee shop, as everyone knows by now, if you've listened, but um, especially because I've had like three of my bosses on the show. (laughs) One more still. (laughs) Yeah, one more to go. Um, One
3: more to go. One more. Zing.
2: Chris Moore will also be on the show as soon as we can get our schedules figured out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking about the 27 Club and some other uh music legends.
3: Yeah. I'm really looking forward to uh, that. That's gonna be fun. Guy, has a Speaking w- of Ben's shirt. Yeah, Jimmy oh, Hendrix shirt, Jimi Hendrix shirt rocking
2: on. it right now, but yeah, my boss Chris Moore has a wealth of knowledge of music history uh, and things like that. And he has like thousands of records and that's mm-hmm. what we play at this coffee shop his coffee shop that I work at. And <laughs> all this month we've been playing that fucking record. <laughs> I love it. I love that (laughs) record, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And every time I see it in the lineup now for records, I like try to like discreetly push it to the back (laughs) because I'm so sick of it.
0: (laughs) How can you be in a bad mood and hear that song? I just I'm so tired
2: of it. It's been all September, man. I'm so sick of it,
0: but it is September, so you uh, only have a few more days. I mean, we could have been playing through. Green
2: Day. You know, I mean, we've also got American Idiot on vinyl. There, wake me up.
0: I'd rather listen to it on
2: September. Wake me up before you, before you go, go. go. Oh yeah, we need to get some Wham. I bet he has a Wham <laughs> record somewhere. Got to. Uh, but yeah, I'm just so tired of that song. <laughs> oh
0: my god. So
2: uh, we talked a little about some uh, European and asian, european, lake monsters. And uh I looked up one from Arkansas and also another one from Canada, but I'll get into the one They're from like the Arkansas place, because right? it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's the Arkansas of <laughs> Canada. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh anyway, we I don't good, know where that time. I don't know where that joke was going, I don't know either. it didn't go but anywhere. I liked it. <laughs> but the one from Arkansas uh, dates back to the Civil War era, and possibly before. Um, but it's uh, it's called Whitey. Okay, Whitey. Well, what, we... what lake are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about um, a lake in Newport, Arkansas, which is okay. in northeastern Arkansas. So we okay. live in northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So this is northeast Arkansas. <laughs> 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 and uh, But back in the Civil War era, it was supposedly... This monster, this lake-river mon- monster, actually, called Whitey, as as nicknamed by the locals, was supposedly... It had overturned a Confederate munitions boat during the Civil War. Okay. Um, And so there's still, like, a bunch of legends surrounding it to this day and sightings, supposedly, in the 30s. And there was some fisherman uh, that supposedly had a run-in with it. And okay. he wanted to uh, blow it up with TNT, as you do. Yeah, he wanted to put TNT in the area that it was last seen mm-hmm. and and blow it up because he was afraid it was going to affect his crops, but the local authorities denied his request to do that. Um, I mean, that's, I guess, I that's hear just the, what everybody did in the 30s. I wish I could have sat
0: in on that town hall meeting. we got all this just TNT. I just want to blow this shit up in the river <laughs> yeah. so it doesn't ruin my crops. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all done got rid
2: of our slaves and stuff now. You better let me have my TNT. Anyway, we can cut that out. But <laughs>
3: You need to cut that out. So.
2: I'm not editing. Um,
3: I mean, in the South, wouldn't it be a sweet TNT? Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Oh. No, let's actually cut uh-huh.
3: that out. <laughs>
2: I think we should leave that. All yeah. of this. All of this. Uh-huh. Anyway, but... Uh, so yeah, there were supposedly sightings of it in the 30s and in the Civil War. Um, okay. The most plausible explanation that anybody could come up with was that it's an elephant seal that is way out of its natural habitat. Yeah,
0: because where are elephant seals native to uh,
2: like the Pacific. <laughs> this is Arkansas. That we're seems like a about. real stretch. Well, that's what everyone has said. Like they have, like that was a the theory, but there was no uh, explanation as to how it got so far away from its natural habitat. But by all accounts. That is what the people who had, had run-ins with this thing were describing, was an elephant seal. So mm-hmm. it kind of like bellowed uh, like a farm animal. Like it had a call or a kind of a shriek almost that was somewhere between like a horse's neigh and a cow's moo. And it was just almost...
0: A horse's neigh and a cow's and moo. And it
2: was like that kind of, I guess that describes the call of an elephant seal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I mean, I've never seen or heard one in my life. But anyway, that was the closest thing they could think of that this thing may have been. I think
0: Torrance played one in a video game.
2: (laughs) 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 Anyway, that's the that was the most like uh, Central American big lake monster that I could find. Okay. Uh, Anyway,
3: I like that we have one. I do too.
0: We have something. We got Whitey. We got Whitey. (laughs) Arkansas got 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 Whitey. Whitey. (laughs) Of
2: course, it's called Whitey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's going after the Confederates, so you know it's
2: yeah. That's yeah. So it it was a progressive Whitey. (laughs) Progressive Whitey.
0: That (laughs) sounds
3: like uh, anytime there's a a war, there people love stories of you know something taking something crazy. They'll believe anything if it's like you know. Boost morale. So the idea of uh, some lake monster destroying it. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like uh, the Lucille Ball picking up Nazi signals Mm -hmm. on her fillings. On her fillings? You guys know that story? I I don't think I do. She told it on Johnny Carson where she said that she was driving by and she started hearing weird, like she didn't know what was. She started hearing weird (laughs) stuff in her head and she figured out that she was picking up like Nazi spy radio signals on her what? T- on her tooth fillings. What? And so she yeah. contacted um, the authorities and they like found this nest of Nazis. It was what? And it and she told this story on I think Johnny Carson, some late night show and everyone like applauded at the end of it. It was so <laughs> holy crap, so I've never heard of that before. You know, I have, it's not true. Uh, right. It can't, uh, right. I, it
0: can't be, but I have heard of people like saying that they could pick up radio with like braces or fillings in their mouth, which sounds insane to me. I don't understand.
3: Well, if it could pick it up, how is it also, uh, whatever, oh God, I don't know like the engineer to be like, term of like what t- turns a radio signal into sound frequency. Yeah. Like there's no uh, transponder, is that? I guess it's converting the radio frequency into audible sound.
0: Yeah, there it's... isn't any, so I don't yeah. get how yeah. that would even work. Yeah, how does it even convert? Yeah, I
3: don't know. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. I derailed that. I
2: remember uh, when I first got my electric guitar, I got a a Fender Strat and a Marshall amp.
0: Mm hmm. Brag much. And it would. (sighs) Right.
2: (laughs) I don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The amp would pick up radio. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. And it freaked me out the first few times it happened, but Mm -hmm. it would pick up like. Like I would have my amp, like I would leave it on, uh, just in the middle of playing, and like getting up and doing something else or whatever, and then I would just like one night I heard like a man's voice in my house with me. Oh my me. god, <laughs> Sydney! Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that scary, but that it was like just Polter like guys. it right? was just like I heard this like weird distorted man's voice talking, uh-huh. and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was just like l- running around my house, like freaking out. And then I realized that it was my aunt picking up some kind of a radio signal. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, I, yeah, I also remember, uh, like since we derailed the subject, just talking about weird radio frequencies mm-hmm. and hearing things, like just barely audible things like that. Uh, my mom, uh, cleans houses and businesses for a living. She's self employed. And she was. House sitting for a whole month for this family that lives here in town, and they had this like these big uh, speakers for the TV in their house, but uh, one of them for some reason constantly was playing KLRC, <laughs> which is the local Christian radio yeah, station. Yeah. And but it was playing like all the time, but we didn't hear it until we house sat. And then everything was quiet in the house. We had turned everything off and then we heard this very low, almost inaudible. What I think I think the music is creepy personally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but also you can never you could just barely hear it. And it was just like this weird, like transcendental, like music playing, like just weird. super low frequency. And we could not for the life of us figure out where it was coming from for the longest time. Yeah. We were just like Trying to ignore it and hope it went
0: away. You know what the best is whenever you're driving down the road and you pick up somebody else's radio frequency when you're like listening to a song you like.
3: That's the worst. What do you mean somebody else's like Like you'll drive C B
0: radio? Like no, you'll drive next to somebody and their radio interferes with yours and so you can hear what they're listening to. Have you never had that happen before? I don't think it works like that. I've done it. I've done it, I swear. No,
3: I mean if you're driving next to a big truck, it can interfere, interfere with the signal getting to your car there's no way you can pick up somebody else. because no, well, it's just a I've receiver. Had
0: I've had interference where I can hear another radio station. Maybe it's just the radio station's interfering with another radio station. I don't know. But I've had it where this particular car
3: passes. Maybe I'm insane. but You're insane, ben. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, KLRC music is creepy. I feel like if there is a hell, it's just going to be KLRC. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: It's brainwashy. Anyway, <laughs> any, yeah, anywho. Okay, um, well, there's another one that I thought was very interesting, uh, kind of hailing from Ontario, Canada, uh, from the indigenous Algonquin people. Uh, I guess they are called First Nations uh, right. up in Canada, They're, as we know them as Native Americans here. But this particular lake monster is called Mishi Peshu, which translates to Great Lynx. And it's actually an underwater panther. And underwater panthers actually date back centuries in mm. in uh, Native American or First Nation lore. Um, so it has the head and paws of a giant cat, but it's covered in scales and has spikes on its back and tail. Um, so it is supposedly prehistoric and to these native algonquin people it's a very powerful almost supernatural underwater being and it is engaged in eternal conflict with the thunderbirds
3: mm. hell
2: yeah and which is also a supernatural creature uh, awesome. like that like rules the air and mm. like one i guess from what i understood one can't exist without the other and they kind of keep balance in the supernatural world okay. of this lore but so I th- like you know as soon as I saw cat lake monster I was like <laughs> I was like this, this is, is awesome. my spirit yes. animal <laughs> yeah. Is,
3: like the uh are they good and evil or are they just two different two opposing forces I think
2: they're just two opposing supernatural forces like push and pull I
1: mm-hmm.
2: think they're very important yeah I think they're very important to the lore of of this this particular tribe and uh they're they're they've been preserved throughout history like mm-hmm. uh the legend of them.
3: Does it say anything about like what the Thunderbird is?
2: I did look up the Thunderbird. Um, it's you saw uh, a lot of cars. It. <laughs>
3: My dad had a Thunderbird in high school, and he flipped it on prom night. Oh, oh you told wow. me that
2: a long time ago. <laughs> no, that's a bummer.
3: That is a bummer. Sorry, Dad. Um,
2: <laughs> but they, the Thunderbirds, control the upper world, and the Underwater Panthers control the uh, the water world. Or the underworld, actually, and they're also called great horned serpents. So, we've been talking hmm. about how a lot of these lake monsters are like serpent like. So, even this cat monster is serpent like. It's a cat snake. Yeah. Cat it's snake. Not unlike cat dog. <laughs> cat
0: dog. Such a great show. <laughs>
2: yeah. But yeah, the Thunderbirds. Uh, let's see.
3: I, I feel like there's also a sports team called the Thunderbirds. There probably they're probably. I'm is. sure there is. I'm sure there is. My cousin's baseball team was called the Thunder Chickens. Oh God, that's awesome!
2: What about the Thunder Cunts? <laughs> they weren't allowed <laughs> to name <team> themselves. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but uh, Thunderbirds uh, and I believe Underwater Panthers are mostly Pacific Northwest, like we're talking about, like that area of Canada and stuff. But then also you can like find lore of them from the Southwest and the East Coast, uh, but
0: most specifically the Great Lakes. Yeah. So the the Panthers are in. The Great Lakes, or
3: you just say the Thunderbirds,
2: the the Panthers. Okay, the wait.
3: Under- so it's not a specific lake; it's the Lake Ontario, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. So it is just one of the th- Great Lakes. I think so. Those lakes are huge they too. Are massive. Those are like that's like a sea almost, yeah, basically. And I it- think
2: the lore, though. I think the lore for Thunderbirds and the underwater Panthers is not just specific to the Great Lakes like I could be talking out of my ass and you can delete this later but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that it's something that kind of spans that's important to the native lore of like kind of all around North America okay so that's why that was part of the reason I thought it was interesting is because it wasn't just specific to one area or one lake like the Loch Ness Monster or Lake Champlain it was like this is something that's in a lot of native lore.
3: I think we. Is it Champlain or Champlain? I've never known. I feel like I want to say Champlain because I'm thinking Champagne. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I've heard it mostly as Champlain, I think.
3: Yeah. I think that's one of those things I've just always read. I don't think I've ever heard out loud. Yeah. That's
0: true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was saying to you outside that uh, I like that most of these that we've talked about, we've hit on the unique ones. Mm-hmm. So many of them really mirror the Loch Ness type monster. That's true. You've got that crazy mm-hmm. world-eating dragon yeah. one. And Cindy, mm-hmm. you've got the panther-looking one. Mm-hmm. Those seem like the anomalies. And also those seem more kind of what we were talking about earlier, more mythical in nature rather than this is a creature you can actually find and yeah. see. Yeah, like yeah.
2: Uh, this the underwater panther one to me was more of, like, because, okay, I remember being in school, and I grew up in the Cherokee Nation, and so we would have powwows at our school every year. This is something yeah. I just remember. really? I've been to a powwow. Yeah, uh, but this was something that happened almost yearly, from what I remember. There would be a powwow on the football field or in the gym or whatever, and you would have all these, like, what were supposed to be tribe leaders, and I guess they were. And, but... in like,
0: in like, full regalia? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah and they would uh recite the stories and the legends of like the Cherokee tribe and i mm-hmm. remembered one was like and and so the bird was like fishing for its prey and it that's how the mountains were created because it was dipping and dipping uh-huh. down and flying up and dipping down and flying up and mhm And so that is what the Underwater Panther sounds like to me. Like, it was just a story that Mm -hmm. people told around campfires, and then it became this legend Mm -hmm. that they all kind of latched onto and told everybody else, Mm -hmm. even though they all knew that's not what happened.
0: Yeah. I love that, though, because it's so, like, it just paints a picture. Like, you just imagine what that looks like and, like, tie it to nature.
3: I love, yeah, I have a, a book on world mythology uh from where I had to take a world mythology class and I kept the textbook rather than selling it back like I always do because it was so interesting and it, so many early nations or early peoples had really creative like creation stories or mm-hmm. just these usually very naturalistic strange uh stories that would explain why nature is the way it is and it was mm-hmm. always something yeah like what you're saying the the eagle dipping down, dipping up, and yeah, yeah, I, th- those they're always so bizarre and fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I, and so many of them parallel each other across the world. Uh, I want to do a future episode on some uh, similarities between old mythologies because mm-hmm. I think that'd be yeah, interesting. that'd
2: be fun.
0: Yeah, that'd or be cool. even
2: the different gods mm-hmm. from around the world, like Greek versus Roman and stuff like that, and yeah, or how uh, they all came to be,
3: or different. Creation stories from different cultures, Mm -hmm. but as you're saying,
0: like Loch Ness is like a lot of the uh, the lore of lake monsters does seem like it's derived, maybe derived from, but definitely mirror the the legend of Loch Ness. It's kind of like a tourist game of I Spy. Like that's really what it it (laughs) ends up being.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of these come from. There's so much mystery surrounding deep water. Yes. Oh yeah. I I mean.
0: uh, sorry, go oh, ahead.
2: I, I mean, I was just gonna, you know, repeat the thing that has been said a million times, <laughs> like yeah. that uh, we know less about our own oceans yeah. than we do about our thing. solar system. Really? <laughs>
1: yeah. I was really? To say the exact same thing. <laughs> well, yeah. there we go.
0: Well, it, it's so fascinating to me because you know we have so much technology, but yet still cannot see all of what the ocean contains, yeah. and uh, there, it's just so crazy to think like the Mariana Trench always is fascinating me yeah. because it's so deep. And, and uh, there's still life way down there. Yeah, there's still life yeah. way down there. Like, I don't know, have you guys seen those videos where they, like, take the Eiffel Tower, put it upside down? That's oh, how yeah. deep it goes. And this is Mount Everest upside down. And then you just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, this is where the light ceases to exist and it just keeps going. It's crazy yeah. how deep it is.
2: And we used to think, uh, or scientists used to think, that there was no way life could survive down there. They just thought our the deep yeah. o- oceans were uninhabited. And
0: yet, we, now we know that even on the seafloor at the deepest parts of the sea floor there is
2: life and some crazy looking creatures yeah. like there's literally alien life forms down there <laughs> <It> really <laughs> looks like aliens <laughs> yeah.
3: i yeah. love seeing them because they're mm-hmm. so bizarre they're so i mean their their world their environment down there is like you said basically alien from anything that we can it see is. here so they evolve in such in mm-hmm. ways that seems so strange to us because we have nothing like that up right. here. Because I mean, yeah. they had to
0: adapt to completely different environments. Yeah. Different pressure, different you
2: but know, I, everything. I think that's what... I think that's where a lot of this lore and mythology with lake and sea monsters comes from, with people just uh, being fascinated by the depths of these lakes and these oceans and mm-hmm. how it's... Like, we can't really fathom what's down there, and especially with a lot of these legends coming from centuries ago mm-hmm. when we really nobody had any idea about what was at the bottom of these lakes and oceans. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the, I think that a lot of legend and lore comes from just comes from ignorance Mm -hmm. and comes from wanting to make a story where there isn't one right now, you know?
3: Yeah. um, I'm sure you guys probably have similar experiences. I have never really been out in deep ocean. Mm -hmm. Once I went on a tour, to a an island that was like as a civil war naval base uh whenever i was in biloxi mississippi mm-hmm. and that was the first time i had ever been on a boat out that had gone so far out to the point that i couldn't see any land in any direction mm-hmm. which kind of freaked me out That was the first time i've ever done that mm-hmm. i can't imagine being an early explorer where you're just like i'm going this way <laughs> yeah. and uh, see what happens. Uh, hope i get there
2: especially when they were totally sure like i I think about when they actually did think when everyone thought the Earth was flat. Oh, yeah. And these people were just like, well, let's figure out if it is. And yeah. just think like this, like voice in the back of their head saying, what if I do just drop off yeah. <laughs> and fall into nothing? And they didn't even
3: have you like know. longitude or anything. They yeah. Couldn't really... They just had no idea. Yeah. That, it's great. And the, the ingenuity to navigate by the stars and yeah. figure the geometry to figure out which way they're going. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's fascinating to me. But uh, what I was going to say is, that's what B.O.B. B. needs to do. He just needs to circumnavigate yeah. time
2: <laughs> Around the world in 80 days, B.O.B. Yeah, Come there
3: on. you go. I'm sure they all have an explanation they for do. that. They do. I just want one of them to just fund an expedition to go see that ice wall. That's what I want yeah. them to do. Yeah, Exactly. That'd be great. Um, I, once I was out, uh, a friend of mine had a, a timeshare on a boat, I th- or I think that's how it worked. Like, several people owned it. And uh, okay. I went with her and my girlfriend at the time, and we went out... Uh, on the the lake there. It was a pretty big lake, but it was never to the point where I couldn't see the shore in any mm-hmm. direction. I could always see trees somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we we're still like way out in the middle of the lake and we ran we hit like a floating log or at least we assumed it was. We hit something that conked the engine out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just died and we ended up having to call somebody to come tow us back. Mm-hmm. And that took forever. So while we were waiting, they're like, yeah, oh, let's jump in the water. Let's play around. Uh. <laughs> and I mean, that was, I guess, the idea the whole time was we were going to play in the water. But mm-hmm. I thought we were playing the water, like, near the shore or whatever. But mm-hmm. So we're right yeah. in the middle. And so I'm on the side of the boat clinging to it, uh, <laughs> terrified. And it was that sort of thing. Like, it's a lake, and it's murky. I mm-hmm. can't see anything below the immediate surface yeah. at all. I can't even see, like, I put my hand under the water. I can't see it anymore. Yeah. And, uh... It's like this lake is huge. There can be anything yeah. underneath me, and literally anything. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, it feels that way. That you have that weird mm-hmm. lizard brain that's just afraid of whatever you can't see down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I remember something like touched my foot at one point. That oh, was yeah. probably just like floating debris or something. Yeah, I but remember- that was it. I was like, no, I'm getting back on the boat. No, mm-hmm. something touched my foot. Yeah. yeah,
0: I remember when I was uh when I had first gone out on boats on the lake when I was a kid. I was terrified of that that concept of just being out in the open water. Now it's a lot easier but it is like there is something weird in your brain that just tells you this isn't right.
2: Yeah. I have a fear of water and claust- I have claustrophobia too okay. so the combination is not great. <laughs> yeah. and I so remember- you want to go spelunking? <laughs> <laughs> I remember one one dumbass night that I had with some friends and we went to our local lake here in Siloam oh god what's that
3: one uh, the the warm one yeah oh <laughs> yeah Sh- the one that's <laughs> warmed by radioactive waste or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one
2: I didn't like grow any extra arms or the anything the one that just has afterward. a permanent
3: film of
0: filth on top of it
2: yeah but we uh, had the idea to jump in that lake in the middle of the night one night I've done that and uh and yeah I remember like jumping in it like yeah yeah this is fun let's do this yeah and then once we jumped in it and it was like pitch dark outside and my feet weren't touching anything, then I was like, I spent maybe 15 minutes like holding mm-hmm. on to the side, like the deck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm getting back up. Because yeah, <laughs> You got that
0: creepy dock that's out there. And then you have like that one place where the, the inlet where boats go in. Yeah. Just all Concrete is really gross on your feet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not a fun experience. No, it wasn't.
2: <laughs> it was not fun at all. I was really glad to be out of there. I once
0: went out there and I didn't realize that the the power plant was shut down. And so I jump in and it's just freezing <laughs> cold. <laughs> didn't even get to experience the warm water.
3: <laughs> God, that, both of those are bad. I don't want it to be warned by a power plant no. or whatever. That just, <laughs> yeah. so, just seems so third world gross. Like, it does. <laughs> but it feels like a hot tub. It's, it's it a lake does, that feels yeah. like a hot tub. <laughs> um. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I I looked at all the lake monsters that you did, too, and it's it, there's really not really much to get into some of the other ones, because like we said, they're very similar to mm-hmm. uh, the Loch Ness Monster. They're either plesiosaur-like, where it has a large body, long neck, and flippers, mm-hmm. or it's serpent-like, you know, mm-hmm. just huge and long and... <laughs> huge and long huge and, long. <laughs> and <we> you'll, <laughs> you'll see like the the humps of the the yeah. snake like in the water rising out of, like cresting out of the water mm-hmm. and uh i looked a little bit at the uh sea monsters also actually there's no point for me again to see monsters either i don't want to get too off topic one thing i did uh read about was uh there was a couple of people that wrote a book on lake monsters and and the different uh, theories about what people are seeing, and one pretty there's pretty good evidence, and it makes sense that what a lot of people are saying, and this makes sense for all these different lakes, mm-hmm. is they're seeing a line of otters swimming in the water, yeah,
0: just like dipping, oh. dipping out. And-
3: they yeah, I guess it's a thing that otters will swim single in a single line. And mm-hmm. so they'll see these, you know, four or five humps sticking mm-hmm. out of the water, moving swiftly through the water. And if you're at a distance, it looks like it could be mm-hmm. one creature yeah. that's going I through. S- I
0: could see that also being the case for like dolphins in the sea. You know, yeah, People could mistake yeah. that as one one creature.
3: Yeah, uh, what I was saying earlier about sailors, and I I think there is something about uh, when we're, we're saying you can't see the shore and the sun mm-hmm. is being down on you, and you're surrounded by salt water and it's a kind of a disorient... I mean, I'm sure these people are very used to it I mean, at this hallucinations
0: point. are probably not uncommon.
3: Yeah, that, it also... Early explorers, uh, you know, there's still a lot of superstitions, and... Right. And so when something happens, like uh, their boat gets damaged by either storm or it may- might be... Well, it wouldn't be... A wh- whales don't really attack boats, or not even attack boats, but really damage boats. I think... but. Unless your Moby Dick, <laughs> that's true. They'll they'll hit a boat, mm-hmm. but as soon as their like nose touches it, they go down. They'll, they'll never like capsize a boat by breaching right underneath it. Mm-hmm. Which that is a huge fear of mine. <laughs> if, whenever I'm out on the sea in a boat, just yeah. the idea. You see video. I've never seen a whale in real life like that, but you see videos of somebody you know, out on a kayak or something, and this whale will breach. That's and it, so like, cool. It's so huge, and it, yeah. like, leaps out of the water, and it's, like, this monster. Yeah. And that thing has just been swimming around underneath you this whole yeah. time. Yeah. The blue whales, this prehistoric, man, <laughs> yeah, prehistoric <laughs> creature. Yeah. So these <laughs> these sailors, they see shit like that, gigantic animals in the water. Like, your imagination is going to go, like, you're going to think about it. Yeah or where like the old cartographers like the the early world maps they would just have like a spot in the ocean where it says here there be dragons yeah or, or, yeah. or like
0: they'll just like have a crude drawing of like some yeah. sea monster <laughs> yeah I'm
3: pretty sure there's dragons here <laughs> yeah so i think just i guess i'm just repeating what we're saying huge bodies of wire where you can't see and we don't know Mm -hmm. anything about it it's going to lend itself to this sort of speculation like
0: we said we still have a lot to learn about what is in the ocean just imagine what they didn't know back then like that's just right the amount of mystery is just unfathomable yeah which also unfathomable unfathomable is hard to say yeah
3: (laughs) great fish is is a real common Almost universally, every culture that has contact with large bodies of water has a lore about a great fish. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible does, too, with, you know, Jonah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, Big Fish was a good movie. Oh, I was going to give another example, but, like, well, it's not called Monstro. You know Monstro from uh, Pinocchio? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it wasn't called Monstro in the book. It was called The Terrible Dogfish
0: terrible dog. It was the
3: ba- basically the same thing, but uh in the
0: movie wasn't it a whale?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge mix between a blue whale and a sperm whale. Yeah. But in uh, the original book it was the great dog it was a or the terrible dogfish. It was a gigantic dogfish that mm-hmm. could swallow people. I had other examples and they've all left my head. Maybe <laughs> I'll just cut out the well, whole I mean, there's big a, fish <laughs> part. There
0: are a ton. We can all agree there are a ton of legends of great fish.
3: Anybody any <laughs> person that had seen a whale i feel like you have to get well offshore to even see a whale so it'd be the early explorers witnessing a whale for the first time that had to be terrifying Mm -hmm. oh yeah
0: oh absolutely but the thing also is like they're just such kind creatures they are
3: this is what blows my mind is so early explorers they discover the whale this gigantic monster thing that you would think is like a mythical creature Mm -hmm. and at some point somebody's like I think I can hunt that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what What, dicks.
3: (laughs) Well, not even that, but to think that you could, and they did, with fucking harpoons that they (laughs) threw at it, that blows my mind Uh. that they're able to hunt and kill whales with the Mm -hmm. technology that they had. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... As horrible as it is, that's impressive.
0: I mean, you'd think the whale would just run away. and be fine.
3: Well, they did. They would hit it first with a harpoon that had a, a rope on it. Yeah. And then, so the whale would drag them mm-hmm. I'm basing all of this off of Moby Dick <laughs> <laughs> which is historically well, accurate well it is he researched it yeah but, uh, yeah. yeah so they'd it, go until it got tired and then they'd hit it with more harpoons until it died
0: maybe wha- maybe Moby Dick was just to justify whaling You know?
2: <sighs> so depressing I hate humans
0: they're the worst yeah so this has been Lake Monsters guys <laughs> do you guys have anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap this up
2: I just want to play Skyrim. You just want to play Skyrim? <laughs>
0: You've been talking about it. Cool. Um, do we no, have any, I'm just kidding. Do we have any news or anything? Time.
3: Do we have any what? News. Do you guys have any news you'd like to share? News?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my news. I
3: wanna, we can preview some upcoming topics that I think we will definitely get yeah. to. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to talk about uh, different afterlives. I am excited uh, about that one. That that's going to be fun. Different cultures mm-hmm. or... Even fictionalized afterlives is something I kind of want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that I mostly want to focus on cultures, but there's some real mm-hmm. interesting ideas uh, and philosophies uh, that mm-hmm. I really have already started looking into. Yeah,
0: and if anybody has any like areas you would like us to mention in any of these topics, we would love that because that you know if there's something that we wouldn't have thought of, we'd like to hear it.
2: Um, yeah, definitely, we would love. Some feedback. We Mm -hmm. appreciate our listeners. Mm -hmm. And if you have anything that you want to add from an episode that we may have missed or anything that we said that pissed you off or Mm -hmm. you thought it was great, let us know. Yeah. And uh, also from upcoming episodes, I mentioned earlier that we're going to have our mutual friend Amber Black on the show to talk about the the, uh, legend and mystery surrounding Rasputin.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. She I'm really excited about that mm-hmm.
2: one. A double major in history and English and has her masters in the history of war. So She's
3: perfect for that. She's yes.
2: Definitely going to be a, a great voice to an addition to that episode. And mm-hmm. then uh we're going to have my boss, like I said, Chris Moore on the show mm-hmm. who has just a ton of knowledge on mm-hmm. on music
0: for the tw- 27 Club.
2: Uh, he's going to talk 27 Club, I think uh and some other things surrounding that, possibly get into even some crossroads demons mythology. Mm, yeah. That, oh yeah. Uh, based around Robert Johnson, a member of the U27 club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But those are a couple of upcoming guests and we're going to try to have them on within the next couple of months. Uh,
3: Sweet. I also want to say not to, they, I, I don't get paid by these people, but I do really enjoy the misfit but club yes. podcast. Um, yeah. They
0: shouted out at us <laughs> their, uh, last they episode. Did. It
3: was really awesome. Um, yeah, we appreciate that. i we've i've mentioned them before and this is literally just because i enjoy the podcast they are for october reading uh jurassic park and i'm reading it too that's fun uh actually reading jurassic park i meant to mention this earlier there's just a few because michael crichton gets so technical with uh, the the science behind a lot of his his books and the plausibility of like a uh, a present day descendant of dinosaurs isn't that far-fetched and so that's i mean it, it is far-fetched, but it's not impossible. Uh, yeah. And the idea of that related to the lake monsters um, made it... Uh, it was just very on mm-hmm. my mind as I was reading it, uh, mm-hmm. w- our whole topic for today. Yeah. And By the way, it's a great book. Uh, I had I had read other Michael Crichton books, but I'd never actually read Jurassic Park.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. As always, rate, review us on iTunes. We've been getting a few trickling in. And we always appreciate the feedback. Also, if you need to, which you do need to send us some suggestions or something that uh, you'd like us to talk about, about future upcoming episodes we've mentioned, um, you can always get to us at com, And uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any of the social media. And thanks for listening, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.